welcome to episode 4 of The Commander's Sphere. My name is Anthony Gordomania, and of course, I am joined by... RVM Speedwagon. Ryan, my man, what's going on? Not much, not much. Getting excited. GP Vegas is coming up. Yeah. I will not be attending. I will. <laughs> Instead of going to Vegas, I'm going to E3. Which is awesome. That's actually so, a really cool... I'm really uh, excited about that's that. That's a great consolation prize. <laughs> uh, no, I think it, you might actually have the better end of that deal anyways. Though Vegas is awesome. awesome. I'm super excited to be going to that. Um, it's the first time I'm traveling for a GP. Yeah. Cause not you, that you, I'm playing in yeah. the GP. I'm only doing side events. Yeah, you didn't come stuff. to Richmond when our group went down. Yeah, well, at the time I had... Um, finals and stuff at school so yeah. it just wasn't feasible but i'm i'm really really excited to be going to vegas and it's going to be pretty action-packed in terms of like announcements and stuff as far as i know uh wizards released a what you're giving me a... he's giving me a look what are you giving me this look for man i just want it to be the third on set real bad <laughs> yeah i know but i don't think <laughs> i don't think it's gonna be so wizards released an article, basically an announcement, that next week there's going to be a whole week of announcements. They did an announcement for their announcement, yo dog. Uh, (laughs) It's like a Nintendo Direct. We're doing a Nintendo Direct in a week. Thank you, Nintendo. Thanks, Nintendo. Cool. So there's apparently a whole lot of big news coming next week. Uh, Some of it apparently relating to organized play. Some of it about the upcoming sets and changes to uh, block structure they hinted at and also they said they're making an announcement on something that players have been asking for for a long time which is so vague but we'll find out while we're there otherwise yeah i'm gonna be in vegas ryan's gonna be at e3 moving right into our first topic for today when we talked about all the things coming out last week we missed one by accident our chenemy nico bolas is a product that's coming out Nicobolas. <laughs> yeah, uh, Arch Enemy Nicobolas is coming out uh, next week as of recording. So it comes out June 16th, and it is set at an MSRP of $59.99. And it's kind of a cool product, actually. Arch Enemy, for those who don't know, is a multiplayer format where basically you play a one-on-three game you have one person who is the arch enemy they start at 40 life against three opponents who all start at 20 life and then also to balance things out further the arch enemy has something called scheme cards at the beginning of each of either their upkeep or their main phase they reveal the top card of the scheme deck and they do whatever it says and the scheme cards are all super powerful effects like one of them is sort of like a free aetherworks marvel activation effectively but only for creatures one of them is, like, being able to just cast a spell for free. Yeah. One of them puts a couple zombies into play. Yeah. There's just a ton of different things. There's a bunch of them. And when you can start doing all those things as early as turn one uh, as the Arch Enemy, it's really scary really quickly. So it is actually pretty balanced. You can fight the one-on-three really effectively. This Arch Enemy comes with four decks, as you might expect. And each of them is headed by a Planeswalker. And there's actually four really cool Planeswalker reprints, all with brand new art. Yes, uh, and they all look beautiful. They do. So the decks are Nicobolas, surprising no one. Uh, original Nicobolas, right? The yes. Nicobolas Planeswalker. Nicobolas Planeswalker, not the creature, and not the leaked, the new, the new um, leaked rumored one. Rumored one, yeah. Then there's Gideon Jura, Chandra Pyromaster, 
and Nissa Worldwaker. These are really, really good planeswalkers. Yeah, Gaindra being, in, in the context of cards for Commander, Gaindra being probably the best Gideon for Commander, um, and just one of the best Gideons in general. It's like that and the one from Battle for Zendikar. Yeah, kind of those are like the two good the ones. The top two. Um, Chandra Pyromaster is really strong. Chandra Pyromaster is great in Commander. It's red card draw, which is hard to come by. Just with no other downside. Yeah, it's it's just good. It's uh, It has impulse card draw, which is what Mark Rosewater calls that effect, which is exiling the top card or top so many cards. Oh, and yeah. And you can cast from them. But only until the end but of the turn. But only until the end of turn. Yeah. And I think that name is really cool. Yeah. I think he named it that because of the card Act on Impulse. Yes. That's exactly yeah. why. Uh, and then there's Nissa World Waker, which... For Commander is really good in mono green or just like two color decks, and like it's a powerful card. Like it's good. Um, it's probably the second best Nissa because I wouldn't say that original Nissa is great for Commander unless you're playing the Elf deck, and even then it tutors up. Only really has like one ability, and it's an ultimate. Yeah. Like it tutors up Nissa's chosen, gains life, or has an ultimate that does something. Like <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, which the ultimate tutors for any number of elves puts them in the play, which that part's good. Yeah. The other two abilities are kind of whatever. Unless you're playing an elf deck, it's the a little best terrible. Prob- in my opinion, probably the Flipwalker for Commander. Yeah, I guess. it's I, Yeah, it's probably the Flipwalker, and then the three-drop Planeswalker from Battle. That was pretty good. And too. then probably World Waker. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a far gap, and then Nissa Ravain. It's a strong selection of Planeswalkers. This, this is pretty good and the art all looks pretty cool like they're pretty pretty good art yeah they're i made, really like the nico yes yeah. um they're all made by chris ron which who is such a cool guy i gotta talk to him for a little bit when i had him sign and alter some cards at a previous gp and one of my favorite stories is i, I always ask an artist if i have them sign anything what one of their favorite cards was to you know illustrate and his reaction was uh you know i don't really know i'd like doing most of them but i can tell you one thing I hated Tarka's Command. <laughs> and I was like, what was going on? The card is so popular. He goes, yeah, I hate it. And everyone is having me sign them. It took me like 20 hours to do. There's so much going on. I hated it. Yeah, that is super detailed art. There's so many things going on in it. It's also almost kind of a shame because it's such a, it's such a it took small... him so long to do it. Yeah. It's just all get shrunk down to a little yeah. picture. Like, oh gosh, yeah. as an artist, that has to sting yeah. a little Chris, bit. Chris Ron is a very cool guy. He altered my uh, Crater of Behemoth to have the Juggernaut helmet and polders. Nice, very <laughs> nice. So getting into the uh, decks a bit here. Just to to clarify, there are no new cards in these Arch Enemy decks other than the schemes. The schemes, there's 20 new ones that haven't been printed before in any other Arch Enemy product, but there are no new, like, magic cards. It's all reprints. That said, there are some pretty good ones for Commander. In the Gideon deck, you have Gideon himself. Grand Abolisher is kind of a classic for the white deck. Yeah, it's really good. Like, it's just, you wouldn't think... That two mana two two that makes it so they can't play on your turn would be that good, but it is shockingly good. Odric Master Tactician is he's good. Is pretty sweet if you're in a deck that cares about attacking and blocking. It's awesome. It has Sun Titan, which isn't particularly expensive, but it's a staple in the format, and it's cool to get more copies of that card. I would like to see a reprint of Sun Titan that had the dual deck art that isn't in dual deck foiling. That, that's uh, yeah. my dream. <laughs> it also has a Flicker Wisp, 
which is you know yeah a Flicker Wisp is good. Flicker Wisp is so good. Yeah, it's really really good. And, uh, Other than that, that's pretty much all the like really good ones out of the Gideon deck. There's some other like rares and stuff in there, but they aren't particularly good for our format. The Chandra deck has a lot of sweet ones. <laughs> it does in fact. <laughs> so other than the Chandra Power Master, which as we said before is really good for Commander, it has Avatar Fury, which is okay. For Commander, yeah, it's, it's a fun. dragon with knives on its hands, though. Okay, yeah, like that part's cool. <laughs> it's really <yes>. cool. <laughs> it is a, a knife dragon, but Avatar Fury costs eight mana, but it costs six less if you if you have an opponent that has seven or more lands in play. So that's likely to be the case in Commander, but not until late in the game. Um, but it's a six six flyer with fire breathing, and that's cool. Like it's good. It it's not amazing though. But it, it's, it sees some play, so that's cool, and it, it's a fun reprint. Inferno Titan. Yeah. Inferno Titan is really good. Talk about cards of fire breathing, this guy is. This, this is your awesome. fire breathing. Awesome. He's a very good card. All the Titans are good. Yeah. This one doesn't see a ton of play in Commander, but it's sweet, and actually, it could see more play in Commander. It's just that it's in red, and it costs triple red, so it's hard to play. But yeah. Obsidian Fireheart, the Blaze Counter guy, 420 Blaze Counter it. <laughs> The guy's awesome. He's actually a really cool card. Yeah, he sets lands basically on fire is the flavor of it. Like he you put blaze counters on lands and they deal damage to the person who controls the land over time because the land is burning. It has some of the still some of the best reminder text all time. The land continues to burn after Obsidian Fireheart has left the battlefield. It says that, you know, in the parts where it says like uh Convoke helps you cast spells and stuff like that type of reminder text or yeah. what extort means. That's where they put this text. It looks like it's flavor text, but it it's not. It is flavor text, <laughs> it, but it is. It is a flavorful way to explain it, the rule to you. Yeah, and that's awesome. Yeah. It's so good. It continues to burn. burn. How awesome! Oh man, uh, uh, this has the best of all of the Ling creatures. No. No, we're no. no, I'm making that joke. No. <laughs> all right. No, it, has, it has the worst of all the Ling creatures. It is Torchling. I hate Torchling. I hate <laughs> it so much. It's so bad. It's just like... Mm, it's, ah, it's like it's hard to put into words how much I dislike this card just because it feels like they could have made something really good out of it and it just it's terrible. It's so bad. It just... <laughs> They're not abilities that you want in red. So to explain this card for those of you who are unaware, Torchling is three red red for a three three shapeshifter. You can pay a red to untap Torchling. You can pay a red target creature blocks Torchling this turn fable. You can pay a red to change the target spell that targets Torchling. It also has fire breathing, like no, actually it's more like water breathing, right? Uh, yeah, it it can. Plus one, minus one itself for one mana, or it can minus one, plus one itself for one mana. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we really want on a red creature, forcing people to block. We want, we really want people to block our 3-3. Three, three. Great! <laughs> oh, but, but don't worry, we can win combat! Well, we can win combat, because what we do... <laughs> what we do is we'll pump up the toughness so that it doesn't die in combat, but then it doesn't have enough power to kill the creature's blocking it no shut oh, up good. no, no shut up it's fine what a great no, card wow gee what a design uh, 
I I don't like Torchlight. I really don't like Torchlight. Oh, I love doing this. Also in this deck, moving on from Torchlight, Grim Lavamancer, which is actually just a really good card. It's not so much a commander card, it's more of a modern staple, and it's awesome. Like, it's a sweet card. Uh, It's the first time it's been printed since M12? I want to say M12. It was in one of the M sets. Dual Caster Mage is uh, originally a commander card. Like, it was printed in one of the commander sets. Duretti. 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 Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Thirsty Wizards for making. Yeah, it wasn't Duretti. Yeah, it was. Um, Yeah, and it's really, really, really good. It's a a fork on a 2 2 with Flash. Yeah, for three mana. You pay one more mana, but you get a 2 2. Being a creature is such a benefit. There's so many ways to recur creatures, even in red. Oh. Beautiful. Commander is the format of effects on creatures, and that is a strong effect to have on a creature. Yeah, it's a great card. So that's a cool reprint. Oh, that's, that's about it. Other than that, I think the rest of these cards are not really... Nothing to sing home about. Yeah, there's a gutter snipe. Ooh, gutter That's snipe. cool. There's no torch snipe. Oh, God. Nissa, <coughs> The Nissa deck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I'm dying. Don't die. Oh don't, God, die so on, sorry. don't die on recording. <laughs> Allergies are killing me. Oh, that's one of James's favorite cards right there. Yeah, in the Nessa deck, uh, Calling Heart Expedition. That's yes. cool. Beautiful uh, art. And a cool oh, card. Some, of the, some of my favorite art actually in the game. It's amazing. Uh, and it's a good ramp card. It's just like in general. And it's a solid one for Commander. It's got uh, Forgotten Ancient Who? Reprint. We're not doing this bit again. I don't care. <laughs> Uh, can't stop me scoop mob is a neat one it's this one mana one one that gets really big once you start having uh five or more lands on your upkeep which is cool it's like um niche yeah it's was part of this weird i guess sort of cycle with dragon master outcast who's a red one mana one one that does things also from the same original block and when Zen you have five or more lands it does a thing it makes a five five and this one gets five counters clearly, clearly scoot mob is way better oh that's why it sees play Jeez. yeah that's why it got reprinted in battle for zendikar clearly uh fertilite is actually a pretty cool reprint it's just a common but it's a role player and it's pretty cool if you have a plus one plus one counter deck is awesome you also mm-hmm. just like it's a lot of mana but double rampant growth is sweet it it's not as relevant anymore because burnished heart exists burnished like this used so to be a way more common but it's still cool if you have plus one plus one counter utility stuff so i guess it's a pretty cool reprint thrag tusk thrag tusk the dad the thrag dad is the here dad. swag daddy uh he uh it was a bad time for, <laughs> it was a bad time for aggro players he brings the life to the party and makes sure a homie doesn't leave alone. I just I just want to be so disappointed in that joke, but I, I've made horrible ones already, so I can't. Oh, that's not... I, <laughs> that's not even mine. I Thank know. the greater magic community yeah. for that. Uh, Rampaging Balos has been kind of reprinted into Oblivion. So, so it's not worth anything, but it is a really good card in Commander, so that's cool. Hunter's Prowess is, I think, sort of underplayed. I agree. This card is sick. Uh, five mana sorcery... Gives a creature plus three, plus three, and trample, and whenever it deals combat damage to a player this turn, you draw that many cards, which is pretty sweet and green. Yep. Probably the best reprint in this entire deck is Sword of the Animist, 
which that card is insane. Yeah, it's it's sort of a staple at this point in Commander. It's played not a lot in our meta at our local store. I see a good bit of it. I don't see it all that often. It's only ever been printed before this in Magic Origins. So this is a cool reprint for a very good card that's just kind of a staple in the format at this point. So great, great reprint there. For those that care, it does reprint Basic Island. Oh boy. Yeah, so that that's good Figured stuff. I'd let man. you guys be on the lookout for that one. Yeah. And and it's oh man, they reprinted Island art that was just in the set that's currently being drafted. Oh my god, so good. So good. Uh, it's got compulsive research in it, but it's not new art. This was in Modern Masters or Eternal Masters. One of the two. One of the Master sets. One of the Master sets. I think it was in Modern Masters. So it's not new art, but it's cool. It's cool. The rest of it. Oh, it's got actually, actually legitimate good reprint, Cultivate. Can't have enough of those. Cannot have enough cultivates. Um, this is, I think, one of the third. only other times it's been printed. Like the third printing, at most. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else it's been printed in. Because they reprinted Kodama's Reach. Yep. But I don't think they reprinted uh, Cultivate. Cultivate was in like two core sets, I think. In this. No, it was only in one core set. Only one core set. Yeah, it was in one core set. <laughs> That's part of what makes it expensive. For whatever, because it's actually sort of expensive. It's a couple bucks. So this is actually a really good reprint. You get a copy of Cultivate. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, and then only last... in our podcast will you hear us raving about reprints of commons. Listen, man, they're good commons. They though. are. I'm not, I'm not Those just... commons, though. Man. I am not talking bad on uh, it. It's a <laughs> great card. And lastly, for the archery decks, there is Nico Bolas himself. Comes with Nico Bolas Planeswalker with the new art, which is amazing art. That art is so good. It's so good. It is better than original. So, so let, let me explain why this art is so good for those of you who don't know. So there's two arts of this card. There's the original from Alara, which also got reprinted in M13, I believe. Yeah, one of the M sets. Yes. And then there's the then there's the uh, the alternate when he fights a Johnny. This art is similar to that because he has the br- the breastplate, which he does not have in the original arts. He looks different than those, and he looks really cool because he has that long, flowing, evil bad guy scarf. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he just looks so cool. He looks fantastic in this art. That is amazing. Uh, Chris, we're on 10 on 10. Good job. This art makes me want to build a Grixis colored commander deck or something that has a, a four or five color deck if I have to, But because I, I just want to play this in a deck. It's so good. And I don't have a Grixis deck right now. I just I want that. I want to play that. <laughs> Just aggressively pointing and yelling yes. Uh, let's see. There's Blood Tyrant, which is a cool one for multiplayer. Yes. It scales super well. It drains a life from each player on your upkeep and puts that many plus one plus one counters on it. And it's already a 5-5 five, five flying trampler. And whenever a player loses the game, it gets five more plus one plus one counters. So it's huge right off the bat. Like It starts out at 5-5, five, five, already respectable. By the time you get to swing with it for the first time in Arch Enemy, it's a 9-9. Nine, nine. And it's going to be probably about that big in most games of Commander. Like, yep. That's nuts. He's a big boy. Large boy. Uh, Deathbringer Regent. Not an expensive one, but it's a really good one for our format. Yes. I just blew out a table with it on Monday. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I could, it, I've could. i seen a lot of blowouts with this card. It's so good. Raffing the board and having a 5-6 flyer. It's just such a big tempo advantage. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, Sphinx of Jarwal Isle. 
it's is a card that makes me think commander. I mean, it's it's not that good though. No, it's just like a five five flying shroud. Yeah, but his other ability is so neat. Yeah, <laughs> you always, it's good. It's you always neat. get to look at your top card. It's neat. Yeah, it's neat. Uh, Flanked on Kavu is actually sort of underplayed in the format. Yeah. FTK is a classic creature. It was the bar at which all other creatures were tested against. For a while. How does this compare to FTK? What does this do against FTK? It It's just so efficient for what it does. Like, 4 mana, deal 4, and you get a 4-2 body is really good. And in our format, you can bounce things, you can flicker things, you can reanimate things. There, there's so many ways to get multiple uses out of your flame zone Kavu. It's actually very good and kind of underplayed. He's a Kavu. Yeah, he's a Kavu, though. Like, check that out. Kavu. It's a, it's a Kavu. That's a boy. Yeah. Here's a boy. Yeah, Archfiend of Depravity. He's a good guy. Yeah. I just got another one. Oh, yeah. In, in, for, in, for the, in the Japanese. Oh. Yeah. They didn't have any English copies. <laughs> <laughs> Since it's printing in the Turkier block, it's been... Really solid creature. Yeah, it's seen a fair amount of play. Controlling your opponent's boards and keeping like the token decks from going wide is sweet. So that's a good one. Good commander card. Uh, nice Escape Familiar is a sweet one if you play Grixis Colors. Um, it's a double medallion, and it has regenerate, so it sticks around. And it's the same mana cost as a medallion. That's and it really attacks? Good. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Go, 1-1, one, one, attack. <laughs> but it blocks really well. Yeah, it does. Icefall Regent's cool. Uh, it's these, these kinds of cards are okay in Commander. It locks down something that's threatening, which is good. And if somebody's building up a big threat, like somebody plays... What, oh, what's the name of the um, the six drop that comes in with counters on it for the number of cards on everybody's hand? It was oh, from uh, their first conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, the green one. Yeah, oh, whatever it's called. Two and a green. Remove counter. Put a land into play. Oh, oh I love it. He's so good. It, it puts a land in your hand. hand. I play it in commander. That's yeah, but so uh, somebody plays I, that card and it's huge. You play your Icefall Regent. You tap it down and it keeps it locked down. And because of his ability, he has the Frost Titan text that makes it harder to target it. It sticks longer, so it's it's a good card. It doesn't see a ton of play, and that's probably for that's probably correct. You know, it's it's just fine. One of my favorite uncommons is also in this deck, the Nighthawk. Oh yeah, man, Vampire Nighthawk is just so efficient. Such a great creature. Those three, it's three very three powerful super words. good keywords on a three drop, and it's a two three should, two. It, like, it almost should be a rare. Yeah, it's honestly really. It's really good. I think it's a really, really good card. Horse uh, Souls is a cool one. Yep. That's uh, kind of a commander staple, so it's cool to see more copies of this card around. Um, Overseer of the Damned. This is its first reprint ever. Really? Yeah, it was originally from the Mono Black Commander deck. It is awesome. Like, it's an insanely powerful card. Didn't know this was a card, actually. Yeah, it's nuts. I kind of want a copy now. And this is its first reprinting, and it's currently, like, all the cards from those sets are starting to get kind of difficult to get a hold of, and seeing more copies of this one specifically, because this is one that a lot of people want, is is awesome. This is a great reprint. Uh, Baleful Strix shows up. Yeah, Baleful Strix. Or Baleful Strix. I mean, that card's still just awesome. That art is so pretty. Are you playing an artifact deck? Just play Baleful Strix. Are you if playing? You yeah, are you playing just like a blue-black deck that likes creatures? I don't know. That doesn't want to die? Play Baleful Strix, man. <laughs> it's, like, do you have a slot in your blue-black deck? Play Baleful Strix. Like, this does almost a better job of deterring people from attacking you than, like, propaganda. 
Yeah. Because people are like, oh, you have propaganda? Well, I'll just pay the man and attack you. But you just have this, like, flying death touch route, and they're like, I can never attack with anything! It's a very terrifying <laughs> bird. Yeah. Uh, cruel Ultimatum. Cruel Ultimatum. Cruel ultimatum. I mean, this deck would be just wrong if it didn't have Cruel Ultimatum in it, right? Because it's the boss deck. Air quotes. There would be rioting in the streets. Right. This card was not in here. But you know what isn't in the deck? Dark Intimations. Dark Intimations is from Aethervolt. Why one, is that yeah, one yeah. here? I remember seeing that card printed and being confused as to the fact that there were no boluses in standard. Yeah. It was to hint at what was coming. Yeah. And it did a really good job of doing that. But it's just weird that it's not in the deck. In the deck. Because this is the first Bolas thing to be printed since that card came out. Oh, no, yeah, that's. It just seems like it would be. It should Dreadboard. be. Dreadboar! is cool. And a really good card. Uh, Slave, of, Slave of Bolas as well is really yeah, good. Yeah, that one's. Again, probably just because it's Grixis. You have to be Grixis to play it. Like, it's sort of underplayed in the format, but it's it's sweet. It's threatened and a kill spell. Yeah. Yeah, please. Take the thing, beat them in the head. And remove then it, and remove yeah, it from the game. Remove it. Kills indestructible things. Like, that matters. Especially with the new gods. That super matters. Yeah. It is a kill spell for gods. That also can get in for damage. Anthony, that's how he took over the plane and killed those two other gods. Yeah. Just made them slave them. Enslaved them. And then was like, yeah, leave. Yeah. <laughs> Cannon. Uh, Extract from Darkness is a cool one originally from the first conspiracy. It is one of the cooler reanimate spells for commander i would agree yeah it mills everybody for two and then you reanimate so it gives you every gives you more options yes which is cool sun demise is a sweet one yes uh it is a selective wrath so that's really good so you like if somebody's playing green and you're playing blue red you're just like oh i'll choose green and deal x you know like deal 10 damage to all the green creatures and that's probably going to wipe their board so like that's Really cool, and it leaves your stuff untouched. Uh, Reckless Spite is a good one that's sort of underplayed in the format. I mean, three mana destroy two creatures at the cost of five life. The five is a lot of life, but it's still sweet. Yeah, still real solid. So, and it, it does have to be non-black creatures. And this is like, since the printing of Malicious Affliction, it's not nearly as good as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Because Malicious Affliction is two mana and it doesn't cost you life for the same effect as long as something's died this turn yes it's still really good it's still a really good card doomblade classic doomblade a couple lightning bolts which yeah light, more lightning bolts in the, the world commander, is always good the commander staple of lightning bolt yeah not not a great commander <laughs> card obviously but just for competitive formats like more copies of lightning bolt that being said Sweet. we have a buddy who built a commander deck for each of the flipwalkers and he was playing lightning bolt and gut shot and gut shot <laughs> And I was got by both of them. Jeez. Felt bad, man. Two talismans. Pain talismans, actually. Yeah, the blue-black one probably being the most relevant. Probably. Talisman of Dominance is really, really good, but so is Talisman of Indulgence, which is the black-red one. And talismans are just really good ramp, like really good ramp, and having more copies of those is sweet. Soul Ransom. Remember when people thought this card was amazing? Oh my god! In preview season, this card was going for so much. Like, people thought this was going to be huge. It's like, oh man, four mana control magic. And we get to draw cards if they want their creature back? Oh my god. No, you got it, buddy. It's like, sure, okay, draw your cards. <laughs> Attack you with my guy and kill you. <laughs> yeah. It just never panned out. It's, it's not great. 
it's not amazing. The art is really neat, though. I do it is. It's, it's really good art. And then in the lands, there's a Dragon Skull Summit and a Drown Catacomb, which is sweet. Yeah. Like, neither of those are particularly expensive because these have been printed a million times. But for a commander, they're just good cards to have. They are staples. Of. If you're playing these colors in your deck, you should be playing these cards. The check lands are fantastic. And um, they're cheap. So cheap. Honestly, with the exception of the Innistrad check lands, there's no reason not to be playing the check lands. Yeah, so all the ally color ones are all dirt. Dirt, cheap. And then there's a Grixis Panorama, which is cool, but I mean, you could also be playing Terramorphic Expanse or Evolving Wilds. Like, I actually do like the Panoramas a little more because they come into play and make mana immediately. Yes. So for Curve, they are much nicer. But. The addition of Ash Barons in the last Commander sets, the Panoramas, <laughs> so good. yeah, the Panoramas got worse. I think just in general. By comparison. Yeah, be- because Ash Barons does the same thing, and it's only one mana to land cycle, whereas it's and it's one mana to search with the Panorama, but really it's, it's two because you have to tap the, the land, land and another mana. So Ash Barons is just a little bit more efficient at doing the same job, but there aren't a ton of them, and the Panoramas do a fine job at fixing. Yeah, so Panoramas are fine. Panoramas are good. And then, other than that, there are the 20 scheme cards, which are all brand new. My final verdict, I guess, on this would be that if you intend to play Archenemy at all, like if you are at all interested in the format, this is a great pickup. The, the decks uh, all wash out to being about, like, 60 bucks, yeah. and there's good, like, good reprints in them that are playable enough to where you're going to get some stuff out of it. You're going to get the scheme cards, which are unique to this product, so you... Definitely want those if you intend to play Arch Enemy at all. You need the scheme cards. Oh, yeah. So that's, you know, great. I, I think this is a good buy at 60. Oh, and we missed one We missed one fact. It comes with the Commander's Arsenal-style cliff-down life counter. Comes with one of them. And relevantly, uh, something that we found out since last week, the Commander Anthology. Yes. Comes with four. With four click-clack spin-downs. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Still don't think it's worth Not worth the money, but I, at least I can get a quick spin-down counter now, so... Yeah, and those spin-down counters are sweet. They actually, they're better than the Commander's Arsenal ones. They are, they stand up better, and the click into place better. They they don't move as easily, so you actually, like... Oh. Yeah, they, all the life totals... Stay a little harder. Stay better. Yeah, and there's, a, like, a little indicator... Although if you do it right, which they, won't one's correct. they won't stay that way very long. <laughs> a A my verdict on this was that it's a good buy. I agree. I think it's worth the money. Yeah. Especially if you have one friend that, you know, likes to be that evil guy in the group. <laughs> like, if you, everybody's that one friend who's like, man, if this was a different time, he'd probably be a villain. <laughs> yeah. Get, get two other buddies and that friend and just kick his teeth in. It'll be great. Honestly, I'd almost want to pick this up, sleeve it all up, and never break down the deck. Yeah, and just no. keep it as like a, a board it, it, game. It, it, air it looks balanced enough to do that. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that'd be a lot of fun just to keep together like that. I think it's pretty sweet. Cool, cool product. I'm, I'm into this one. This is kind of a bright spot in the all the stuff that's coming out this no, year. No, it's a very cool time to be a Magic player. Yeah, I like this one a lot. So the next thing that I think we both want to talk about is the 1v1 commander format online and the kind of attention it's been getting from the competitive community. Kind of this really interesting thing going on. You have a lot of really high-profile players who have been putting out video content and articles about 1v1 commander. And part of it is just playing into the hype of it and and just trying to get casuals to watch more of their videos, probably. Which, hey, fine. We get it. Sure. But it 
does bring a lot more attention to the format. And one of the interesting things that's happened is, like I said, there's been a lot of articles and they've been on things that are considered like almost taboo topics when talking about Commander, especially like multiplayer Commander. And those are things like mana curve, mana efficiency, building a good mana base. Um, things that would apply to the other formats, yeah. but for some reason when you talk about them in a Commander format, you get labeled as hyper-competitive, yeah. which is wrong. Yeah. Look, you can build a perfectly reasonable commander deck, and that's great. But if it doesn't work or function, you didn't do it well. Yeah, what was like what was the point of building it if it doesn't work right? It also like brings spotlights to things like tempo in commander, which people don't really think about in the context of commander. And it is different for 1v1 than it is in multiplayer. Yes. But tempo is a, still a real thing when you're playing multiplayer. I think it's just really interesting that there's all this new discussion around the format because of these 1v1 leaks that have been going on online. I guess the question then is, how healthy is this, though, for the multiplayer format? Having all this uh, attention from the more competitive side of Magic thrust upon it. I would call it successful with mixed results. Because it's going to get people more interested into it, inevitably. Right. But what happens after that point is up in the air because people who are coming from the 1v1 scene are coming from a very competitive scene, typically, and might get hated out. If there's a guy who's just counterspelling everything, the three other players at the table are going to turn and murder that person. Right, and if you think of it from the perspective of the guy who's casting the counterspells, he's thinking, I just came and showed up to play this game and got turned on by three other people immediately. Why would I ever play this format? Why would I play this format ever again? This is stupid. I'll just go back to playing 1v1 where politics and stuff doesn't matter. So... In the case of a new player coming into your community, your local store or whatever, and he has said that he comes from the 1v1 scene, give him a heads up. Let him know. Right. This is a very... We want this format to be fun for everyone, whether whatever that be for that person. Just let them know that, you know, if you do these certain things, this is probably what's going to happen. <laughs> we want you to play with us, but if you're making everyone have a bad time, you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> yeah. The weird thing is, like, some people just enjoy... Playing virtual arch enemy. <laughs> no, no, we, there are definitely people like that, and that's fine. Yeah, I just I'm worried that a lot of competitive players are going to get turned away from the format when this is the first thing to really bring a lot of those people into the fold. The multiplayer commander players really need to tr do their best to try and, and include those people while educating them on the ways that the format's played. Yes, and it seems like a really tough job. It's doable, but it's really difficult. It's going to take a lot of delicacy, I guess, is what I'm hinting at. And you kind of were, were hinting at there is that you need to be really delicate and try not to push too hard. It's going to take time for those people to, to ease into this mindset. It's different. Playing multiplayer is just a lot different than, than playing single player, or 1v1, rather. And the mindset even just from multiplayer to commander is different because commander has this whole spirit of the format thing which we touched on in the last episode the you know you you said that matches up with something tack. that yeah tack which i which i have since played the physical game yeah oh man is that game fun really? <laughs> it was real fun but yeah like tack and the idea of playing the beautiful game or in commander having the spirit of the format and playing not to break it you know, it's different. It's a different mindset. On the bright side of all this, though, is all these articles about mana efficiency and curve and tempo and building mana bases. And 
really promoting this healthy discussion on commander deck building and thinking about deck building in the ways that people think about it in other formats. Because I think the whole sort of taboo that was around it was a little bit ridiculous. Why would you handicap yourself just for image? It just doesn't make much sense. And so getting people to think about this will create a better, more diverse format, which might sound counterintuitive because you think of 1v1 formats and people think of metagames homogenizing decks. But in terms of Commander, the format's already homogenized. Like, Commander is a very, like, two-deck format. Yeah. You have the, the green ramp decks, you have the control decks, and that's kind of it. Yeah. Like, that, that, that is from the majority there, from of From there, Commander. they break down into different flavors, but, but that's pretty much what Brickman much, comes to. Yeah, and, like, you have... There's all these discussions of staples and stuff. People have been... Uh, scapegoating EDH rec for a lot of it. People saying, oh, EDH rec is bad for the format. EDH it's rec has fine. nothing to do with it. The The format was like this before. You now just you just have a name. It. Yeah, now you just have a name to blame. People play the same, you know, 10 cards in, like, every green deck. People say play the same 10 cards in every blue deck and so on. Like, 99% of blue decks that are being built have Cyclonic Rift in it. And that has nothing to do with EDH rec. No, People, it's just it's a good card. Yeah, it's just that design has changed in the past few years now that commander is a popular format and wizards knows it they design cards for the format even and outside we, we, of the and we touched on this last yeah, time too. but cards like cyclonic rift were designed with multiplayer in mind and when they start designing cards like that they're just like better in general than the other cards in, in multiplayer because they scale so well it just homogenizes decks it's up to players to decide not to play those cards otherwise you have the power yeah and and it's hard not to play those cards because they're so good like i have one blue deck that doesn't have cyclonic rift in it i actually took it out of it and even now like there's all tons of times where i'm like man if i just had cyclonic rift here i'd just win the game yeah because that card is so insane and that's that's what homogenizes decks not sites like edh rec people have gatherer you know people don't they will figure out the cards that most of the suggestions that you get on edh rec are pretty obvious like signature cards, or, or not even signature cards, but the like most common cards in this green archetype. Oh, cultivating Kodama's Reach. You don't say. Yeah. Weird. Tribe owner. Weird. Huh. I never would have guessed. Oh wait, they're in like every day. Rampant Growth. What? Weird. Um. So people would have come to those conclusions, and even with EDA Trek, you actually get kind of a scrambled uh, mix of cards because within different commanders, there's different archetypes. You know, you have different builds of the same commander that do different things like for example my marchesa deck there's two really big ways to build the queen marchesa deck and that's pillow fort and aggro and they are widely different in the cards that they use and they're both pretty popular so if you look on edh rec you're going to get a mix of those cards and then be confused as to what this commander's trying to do right so you can't just use that as your it's just a suggestion database and that's great like yeah that's what it does is fine so i don't think that Adding in all this discussion about competitive mindset and just good deck building practice and good play practice takes anything away from the format or or makes it worse anyway. I think it makes it better. It makes people think more about their card choices instead of just jamming in the same 10 staples. They'll think more about their curve. And I think that that's really good for the format. That's good for the health of the multiplayer format. And that's, again, we're talking about 1v1 commander, not multiplayer commander here. But it seems ridiculous to think that 
attention that's being put on 1v1 won't affect multiplayer in some way. And I think that overall it's going to be healthy for the format for there to be all this extra attention. Which is Plus, is cool. it, it does get rid of the taboo of how to build a mana base and talking about this stuff. Right. Because you can have a great, cool interaction between cards that aren't necessarily a combo, they just interact well, and that's awesome. But if you can never reach that point in the game because you're stuck on three lands on turn 27, mm-hmm. you have a problem. Right. People regard building decks for Commander as if it were, like, high art. And they're like, you can't tell me how to build my deck. It's mine. It's my art. It's like, I'm not telling you how to, I'm just saying you're using bad technique. It's like telling, it's like going to a sixth, like looking at a sixth grader's painting and being like, oh yeah, his, his art I could have done this better. His art is as good as Michelangelo. I'm like, no. You're actually wrong. You're wrong. It doesn't have technique. Because, yes, what what's on the paper doesn't matter as, what's on the canvas doesn't matter as much, like content-wise, but technique is still a thing that matters. Like, that's still... People go to school for art, you know? Yeah. Art, art still has structure. Art still has styles and, and technique. And if you think about deck building the same way, if you want to think about deck building as an art, you have to recognize that there is technique. There is style that you need to build around because that is what builds a good structured deck that's what makes a deck that performs that does what you want it to do so talking about this stuff is really important for the format and i think that overall this is a good good thing i agree but the entire time we were having that conversation i couldn't get the image of an open floor magic the gathering like deck list posting where people just walk around with little glasses of wine like ah oh, I, I like what he I appreciate what he did with sort of the prawns right there <laughs> there's a uh, interesting that he, that he that he chose to do that <laughs> there's actually um uh there's gonna be an art so art show at GP Vegas oh really yeah magic art show Heck it got yeah. it got kickstarted that's super cool yeah it's super cool I think I think it's gonna be free entry I want to go to it. it I might have to. I'm gonna probably to make a con- stop. I might in have there. to convince a friend to make a two-hour trip to go with me to Vegas. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be pretty cool. Just another thing to be excited about for Vegas. Yeah, I know. So I think we're both jealous of each other for this next. Week. Yeah, this we are both going on really sick yeah. trips. So lastly, before we get into the pitch, uh, <laughs> I want to touch on the Kefnet build. That we talked about in the last episode because I actually built it. Yeah, I, I, and I played against it. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah, I have the actual deck, and in its original iteration, it played fine. Like, it played, played good. It, it does it its thing. solid, yeah. Yeah. Um, I cannot be trusted to have a casual deck, though, I tell you what. Because I, <laughs> I made changes to it because it was playing fine, but not super well. So I started making some changes for efficiency or whatever, and then I was like, I kind of want to admit it. All right. So <laughs> uh, I was just like, man, I, I guess I should maybe put in another way to, to lock people down so that I can finish them off with Kefnet. So what if I just, like, put in the pickles lock? <laughs> so I did that. <laughs> so then... I noticed that I already had Archaeomancer and Demonic Wall in the deck, and Flickermancer is like one of my favorite things to do. It's like this popper combo of having Archaeomancer and Ghostly Flicker. And all it does is it gives you, as long as you have mana, you can keep Ghostly Flickering uh, any permanent that you want. So if you have something with an Enter the Battlefield effect, you can keep 
triggering the inner battlefield effect, which is sweet. So I put in Ghostly Flicker. I was like, why am I not playing this? Let's just play it. It's cool. And then I realized that by putting in Ghostly Flicker, I accidentally made an infinite mana combo. So now there's an infinite mana combo in the deck, in addition to this Pickles lock. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the deck keeps getting better just by accident. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really good. The deck's pretty sweet. It's fun to play, I tell yeah. you. It's really fun to play. There were some was, really fast starts. It was really cool to play against, too. Dude, the times when you go turn 3 Kefnet into turn 4 Imperial Plate Equip, attack for 12. Oh, is... you, mean, you mean what you did? Yeah. It's like, alright, attack you for 12, Commander. It's nuts. It's so nuts. And it's indestructible. Like, Oh, it's so good. So overall verdict on Kefnet. I get it like a B plus. A B plus. Yeah, it's like not the most fun I've ever had playing a commander deck. It's, it's pretty good fun. But it's good. Like it's a good commander deck and it's fun enough. I like it. Alright. Good stuff. So this week, it's my turn. What you got for me, Ryan? So, rumor has it that there's an old goblin up in them hills. Up in them hills of Kamigawa. They call him Ben Ben. Hockey Hermit. You know, I think I've heard of this one. He's a little stressed out. I think we should unwind him. So, Ryan, why don't you tell us a little bit about our uh, favorite friend here, Ben Ben the Aki Hermit. Our goblin shaman friend? Yeah. Ben Ben Aki Hermit costs two red red for a 1-1 goblin shaman. That sounds terrible. He is not great. (laughs) Four mana, 1-1. What's the catch? Uh, The catch is that I'm not attacking with him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, Ben Ben Aki Hermit is pretty neat in my opinion, because you can tap him and deal damage to target attacking creature equal to the number of untapped mountains you control. Okay, so he he's defensively oriented. Yes. Which is weird for a red deck, but that's interesting. Yeah. It's also weird for me. I want to point back to something you said, because um, it sounded a little strange in the context of uh, Unwind him? I want to play Unwinding Clock in this deck. Okay. Okay, so you're saying you want to turn Ben Ben into an artifact. Yes. Okay. All right. I can run with that. That's okay. So, so we're gonna do the Michael Simplatus unwinding clock thing. Okay. That way we can play stuff on our turns. Yeah. Attack people with maybe like a Bosch or another big artifact creature. Sure. And then on our opponent's turn, everything untaps. And if they attack anyone and we don't like the creature that's attacking, we delete it from the game. <laughs> Just start. Just like no, you get out of here. Zapping things. He's a very powerful goblin. Yeah. Hermit. In addition to Microsynthlatus, you can play um, liquid, metal, liquid coating. metal coating to make him an artifact as well, which is cool. Yes. Which is one of my favorite tech cards. Yeah. The liquid metal coating isn't as good for the winding clock thing, yeah. but it's good for other artifact synergies, which we'll probably end up playing because we're oh, already yeah. playing this other unwinding clock stuff. It's going to be an artifact deck. Don't get it wrong. I've got a card, you got uh, a card for this. What, what is that, that card? You, I think, will have not have heard of. Oh. It's called. I want to... I think this is the name. Is it Valakut? No, no, no. <laughs> Ashnod's Transmogrifier? Ashnod's Transmogrifier. I think it's something like... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up for sure. Okay, you're going to do a but, live. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's like Ashnod's Transmogrifier. Transmogrant. 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 Huh? Transmogrant. Okay. Transmogrant. Ashnod's Transmogrant. This is a weird one. It's an artifact that you tap and sacrifice. It's one mana. You put a plus one, plus one counter on an artifact creature, and it makes it an artifact. Oh, that's so cool. Permanently an artifact. Oh, that's so cool. Right? And it's only one mana. And it works with our commander and the online and clock stuff. 
I think this is perfect. <laughs> I think this goes in I for did. sure. Oh, that's super cool. Right? It's neat. I think we play this. We probably play, like, Clock of Omens. Yeah. Okay. And once we're playing Clock of Omens, we probably play a bunch of, We like, can also uh, play Voltaic Key with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now that it's permanently an artifact, we just don't tap. We probably yeah. play, like, a bunch of the artifact mana stuff. Especially yes. because we don't want to tap many of our lands when we're tapping for mana. Because we want untapped mountains for yes. Ben Ben's ability. So, we want... Ideally, mana rocks, but mana rocks that produce red. Yes. Though, they don't all have to because we're playing a lot of artifacts, including mana rocks, but also, like, we'll probably, what, play, like, Sign of Ishsa in the Trading yeah. Post combo? Well, obviously, we're going to play Trading Post. Yeah. He's a hermit. How else is he going to get in either? <laughs> he lives in the mountains. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> Trading Post. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Anthony. He, like lives in the, he lives in the mountains. Yeah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I'm so god, I'm great at comedy. Yeah, oh my god, so good. <laughs> I can't handle it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, train plus spine is like a really good yeah. card advantage combo, and it works with all the other stuff we're doing. Yeah. If we're playing the Bosch, that's a sick we'll, one to throw with we'll Bosch. Play Bosch. Probably gonna play the giant worm. You know, worm coil engine. The worm coil engine. Oh yeah, worm daddy. Worm dad. Uh, we can also play. Oh, there's oh, the the Iker wellsprings and things. Oh yeah, the wellsprings. Yeah, those are great. Yeah, we'll play the the Wellsprings. Those seem really good. Um, we could play Duretti. We'll play Duretti. Duretti seems really We're good. We're going to play an Elk. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Burnish Heart, 100%. Really good in this deck. Wayfarer's Bottle. Yes. And Solemn. Yes, obviously. Probably those. Now, I also want to play things that will give him Death Touch. Yeah, yeah. Such as a, you know, collar for an animal. <laughs> yeah, Bassless like, Collar. Bassless Collar seems really okay. Yeah, you uh, can even go as far as playing, I also like, kind of want to like potentially give him lifelink as well, which which a best also does. does. Yeah, but like Lexidon Hammer. Yeah, Lost on Warhammer could do it. And as far as Death Touch, like Gorgon Flail is an option. Gorgon Flail is an option. I feel like we maybe also play like Gauntlet of Power. Yeah, Gauntlet of Power is fine, and Cage Sun. Yeah, because they'll they'll double our mana, so we can <laughs> tap less lands to play things and still have a reasonable yeah. number of untapped mountains. And if you've got all the money, just all the dollars, Gauntlet of Might. Well, yeah, I mean, clearly. Yeah, because we have that kind of money to just jam for one card. <sighs> but yeah, uh, that seems pretty... Yeah, jeez, wow. But yeah, those are... Uh, I, that, those all seem like really good options. Yeah. I, I just play like an artifact. We could play the uh, Little Living Death for Artifacts, because I've never played yes, that card. Yes, Mastery. And I kind that of have always really wanted to play good. that card. We could play Crack Card... Crack Clan Ironworks? Yes, Crack yeah. Clan Ironworks. That that's a great one. Makes a lot of mana. Do we want to do we want to play the Vandal Blast to combo with Mycosynth Lattice? I kind of want to play the Vandal Blast. Yeah, let's just let's just do it. We're, we're playing Ben Ben. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever. We can play uh, Trash for Treasure. Yes. There's another one with um, also. I think we play Goblin Tinkerer. Goblin Welder, sorry. Yeah, Welder. That was actually the one I was about to mention. Yeah, <laughs> Welder. Yeah, we could play Goblin Welder. That seems obvious, like obviously uh, awesome. We could do Hoarding Dragon. Yeah, Hoarding Dragon's sweet. It's a good way to tutor out your, your big stuff, like um, Cage Sun. Yep. Stuff like that. We can play... Uh, there's another dragon. It was actually in the Brea deck that you pay one and a red to give it plus X plus O until the end of the turn, where X is the number of artifacts you have. Oh, that guy seems awesome. Yeah, so, especially with Mycosynth Lattice, yeah. like, all your permanents are artifacts. Like, all right, huge. Yeah, like, that seems, that seems really, really good. You can also play well, Sword of the Prawns. 
Yeah, yeah, because they'll let you keep untapping. Just let you untap yeah, them. Yeah, though, like, ideally, we're only tapping mana rocks to untap. Yeah. And then the mana rocks we sh- should play, probably I the... Think, I think we play Sol Ring in this deck. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, for sure. I think this is Which a is weird, because we talked about, like... Yeah, this this is, this a, is a Sol Ring example deck. of a great Sol Ring deck. Most of the mana rocks are going to be really good in this. Um, Sol Ring, um, you're probably going to want to play uh, the Obelisks. Yeah. Because we're already playing the Clock of Omens stuff. Um, this would even be a good one if you have Vault and Crypt. Yeah, I, I do like, not, but... Vault is pretty cheap now. Okay. Like, you can get it for, for not not an unreasonable amount, so... I wasn't originally planning on building this deck, but the more we talk about it, the more I really want to build this I, deck. I mean, it's pretty cool. You can play... You probably want to play Guild of Lotus, because yeah. it produces colored mana. Commander, Fire Diamond. Like, Fire Diamond, Commander Sphere. Commander Sphere, because it draws a card. It also makes colored mana. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Oh, you probably want to play the Mindstone cycle. Maybe not Dreamstone Hedron, just because it's six mana, yeah. but the other two for sure. Yeah, the Mind- Jace's Archive. Not Jace's Archive. It's uh, uh, the Hedron Archive. Yeah, Hedron Archive. Hedron Archive and Mindstone are both Mindstone awesome. Yeah so, yeah, yeah, so we sack all of our artifacts of draw cards, and then we scrap Master Stream. Master Stream back. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, so we could play uh, Scrap Trawler. From is that the new one from Kaladesh? Yeah, from Kaladesh. Yeah, he buys your artifacts when other artifacts die. Junk Diver! Junk Diver, yeah. Junk Diver and Mirror Retriever for sure. Oh, yeah. This card's great. Oh, we can play one of my uh, one of my friend's favorite cards. And actually have it be reasonable. Mer Battle Sphere. Oh, yeah. Well, Mirror Battle Sphere is just a really good card. But yeah, it makes uh, a lot of five, 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 yeah, five artifacts. That you can manipulate. Alternatively, we can play Thopter Assembly, too. Yeah. Thopter Assembly is a great source of artifacts. It's just a big artifact. That makes five. That makes five Thopters. Yeah. We could play... um, A Thousand Year Elixir. Yeah, obviously. Definitely Thousand Year Elixir. Man, I can't think of it. He's like a walking platform for Thopters. Hangerback Walker. Hangerback Walker. Be pretty okay in this deck. Yes, Hangerback Walker is still awesome. Any deck that cares at all about artifacts. Wizards, why did you bring that card? It's so good. You're not even deck that care about artifacts. Good. It's just good. Yeah. Yeah. Here's, a, here's this 4 4 that leaves 4 1 ones. Right. Eh. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think. I, I definitely think that this is doable. There, there are some cool ways to untap him, and the artifact synergies give us this really powerful other game plan of, of like stuff to do while we're holding the ground with Ben Ben. He just just one goblin holding the line. Yeah, he's just holding holding the line for us while we build up all of our stuff. Other stuff. Yeah. Dark Steel Forge. One Dark Steel Forge. Oh yeah. We want to make our stuff indestructible. And in the same vein, Soul of New Phyrexia. Yes. Because it's also an artifact. Yes, Soul of New Phyrexia. Yeah. We just you know we do all this stuff and we pray that they don't cast Merciless Eviction. Yeah. <laughs> and when they <laughs> do, like they every have... other artifact deck, we just yeah. pray they don't. Play and, merciless eviction. And when they do, we cry. We're like, "All right, you got me." Yeah, I guess uh, scoop it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did this. Yeah, I think I that like was a Ashnod's successful. Transmogrant. Yeah, Ashnod's Transmogrant. That's a neat card. Did I, not know it was a thing. Yeah, I kept wanting to call it Ashnod's Trans Reliquat. What? So Reliquat? Uh, yeah, there's a card called uh, I think it's is it or Mizik's Trans Reliquat or is it Trans Reliquat? But it's an artifact that turns into other artifacts. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, it's actually a really cool card. Um, but it has somewhat similar name, and I kept trying to call it. Yeah, I mean, there's only like 3 million magic cards or something like that. Yeah, it's on... 
like 16,000 or so. Yeah. There's a lot of magic cards. There's a lot. But yeah, this is a cool one. I'm, I'm glad I thought of it. Yeah, no, that makes me super happy. That's a cool card. All right. Because then it becomes a 2-2? Oh. Yeah. Oh, that, how do we lose? How do, yeah. And then we play Cage Shot and it becomes a 3-3. Three, three. Uh. <laughs> we could play Sculpting Steel. Definitely should play Sculpting Steel. You know what we could also play? Just as an alternate way to just beat phase. Stratocythe. Oh, yeah. Here comes Ben Ben. <laughs> Beep. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, if you're feeling really frisky. I'm frisky. We could play Snow Mountain. We could play the Snow Man. We could just stuff. We just extra player lens them. We can extra player lens, which is great. We can play Scrying Sheets, which draws us more cards. And we can play Scred. Yeah, we can play Scred. It's it's efficient, yeah. like legitimately, like that's just an it's efficient just, removal just, spell. It's just his ability, but not. We can really. play one of the best cards in red, but you think you only get to play if you're playing snow. What is it? I believe it's called glacial crevasse. Oh, glacial crevasse! It's an enchantment. Sacrifice a snow mountain. Prevent all damage that we dealt this turn by creatures. Really good. So if you if you put in like crucible worlds, you just never die. Yeah. To, to combat damage. Great card. So we yeah. could go down that road. That's a potential avenue. But I, I like I like where we went with this, though. Yeah, I like this a lot. This ben is... Ben was weird enough to get crazy. I was skeptical, but I like it. <laughs> I knew there was some stuff there. Yeah. The lady in town was like, there's a weird weird shaman up in them hills. Go talk to him. <laughs> go talk to the weird guy. <laughs> Thanks, lady. Thanks, lady. All right. I think that's going to do it All for right. this week on the Commander Sphere podcast. As always, you can email us at commandersphere at gmail.com. That is with two S's, commandersphere. You can find us on Twitter at cmdrsphere. You can find me personally on Twitter at fungroveelder. And I am at rvmspeedwagon. I post a lot of JoJo stuff. And a lot of exciting news for those of you who listen on SoundCloud and don't know yet, we are now on iTunes. Yeah! Yeah, so please, uh, if you're not almost currently... Almost like we're a real podcast. Almost. <laughs> almost like that. Not quite there yet, but soon, maybe. So if you're not already subscribed on iTunes, please subscribe. And share with your friends. If share you with your friends. Like you know, please tell other people about us. We'd like to, to really grow this yeah. thing. And if you're feeling really generous... Just absolutely, like, the greatest person in the world. And believe me, you would be probably the greatest person to ever live if you went and wrote us a review, a five-star review on that iTunes. That would be really cool. It promotes the podcast to the people that want to see it. You know, it when people search for magic podcasts, and Commander Podcasts specifically, the more of those reviews that we have, the higher up in those search results we're going to be. So give us power. <laughs> we want to share our stuff with you. We want to keep doing this, and we love doing this, yeah. and I think we'll still do it regardless. But it, it, boy, it would be cool to become big. Yeah, it'd be cool to, to be able to do this and come. If you know, if enough people are listening, then we'll be able. That gives us more of a reason to start trying to put out you know weekly content and really you know going out of our way to to do this because as of right now, it's not something that we get to do all the time but if it becomes big enough you know it's something that we can take time out 
to, to do every week. Yeah. So that, I, that was where I would like to get with it, you know. Yeah. So if you're feeling generous, if you like what you're listening to and you like what we do, please give us that rating. And thank you for listening. We, re- we really do appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. Thank the you. seven of you that, <laughs> that have listened to me. <laughs> yeah. No, but really, we, we appreciate you guys checking it out, the friends that have checked it out, the people we don't know that have checked it out. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm.